As the Twig is Bent, written by Rod King, read by Shane Browning. What do raising children and gardening have in common? Isn't it obvious? They each require time, patience, and loving care. But believe me, the rewards are far above material payoffs. The Japanese have perfected many fine arts. Their cuisine is not just characterized by the use of exquisite ingredients, but is presented with beautiful color and flair. Their traditional dress is also a display of classic artistic form, and their gardening is much the same. The Japanese garden is often a display of cherry blossom, Acer palmatum maples, usually combined with carefully placed large stones in seas of raked sand or pebbles. There is one particular form of gardening that captures the imagination of anyone who gets to know about it. It is called bonsai. The purpose of this art form is to miniaturize well-known trees by restricting the root growth. After 20 years, a tree that would have grown to be 30 feet tall in a garden is contained so that it is only 15 to 24 inches high in its small container. The trunk and branches become gnarled and twisted, and the leaves have become small and proportionate to the rest of the tree. Bonsai artists may spend hours examining their prized trees before they carefully prune just one small twig. The shaping of trees takes many forms. Espaliering of trees involves growing one so that it is shaped along a trellis against a wall. Many trees lend themselves to being made into a weeping form, such as cherry trees. Then there are topiarists who love to trim the trees in their gardens in the shapes of animals. But the idea of controlled growth in plants can be replicated in parenting. Solomon gave us good instruction in Proverbs 22, verse 6. Quote, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Unquote. It is not wrong for parents to be confident in their God-given task of training their beloved children to grow up to be responsible and productive members of society. It is not going to harmfully restrict a child if he or she is given boundaries and rules to live by. A well-known story is recounted for us by Dr. James Dobson. Here is what he wrote in the online article, quote, Do Kids Really Want Boundaries? Unquote. Quote, During the early days of the progressive education movement, one enthusiastic theorist removed the chain-link fence surrounding the nursery schoolyard. He thought children would feel more freedom of movement without the visible barrier surrounding them. When the fence was removed, however, the boys and girls huddled near the center of the playground. Not only did they not wander away, they did not even venture to the edge of the grounds." Unquote. Dr. Dobson concludes the story by telling us that when the fence was restored, the children went back to playing happily, right up to the boundary. People can easily see the benefit of doggy school training for puppies so that they learn to be house-trained, to sit and stay when commanded, and yet are unable to see the same principles apply as well to children. The idea that children somehow know how to behave intuitively is a sure way of creating nervous, insecure children. Of course, they should also not be stifled or restricted in such a way that they become nervous and insecure from overbearing parents, but they do need guidelines. The aim that my wife and I had was to give three times as much praise as correction to our children. They are now grown and have children of their own. It is such a delight to see them perpetuating the same approach that we used. They have even thanked us for correcting them and saving them from many of the sorrows that some of their school friends have endured. Will your children thank you for your parenting techniques when they are adults? If you would like to receive a free copy of our booklet, Successful Parenting God's Way, simply write, ring, or order it online today. 
Also, be sure to check out the Tomorrow's World magazine for articles like No Boundaries, 